This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Wow. Uh, behold, you are the Lord, the God of our flesh. Is there anything? Is there anything to have for you? Colossians 1.13. Before we take our seat, let's just read together. Colossians 1.13. One to go. Hallelujah. <laughs> Where are we now? Say it one more time. How many people have been rescued from the kingdom of darkness? I am no more there. I'm in another kingdom. Glory to God. God bless you. Can I have your seat? Mm. Once you are born again, you have to learn about the kingdom that you have come to. It is called the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of Jesus. I want to begin to talk a little bit about the philosophy of the kingdom of God. Every kingdom has a culture, language, and philosophical idea. When you are in the kingdom of God and you don't know the modus operandi of the kingdom, you might... Be like the man that is in America that is still looking for bush meat. And he said, <laughs> Hallelujah. Many people have been translated. Some of you, that's what you still eat when you are there. That's what you pack Gary. Ah, anyway, it's okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 12. From verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your body as a living sacrifice, only and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable worship. Then he said, Do that's the way, that's where I'm going. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. You have been brought into God's kingdom. But you must have the mentality of the kingdom, which is not automatic. Remember, in the parable of the wedding that Jesus gave, a man found his way in, but he had no wedding gown. People find their ways into the kingdom, but they have no kingdom philosophy. When they left Egypt, the Bible says, mix more title follow them. As a matter of fact, it was after 40 years of living Egypt, as we were about to enter the promised land in Joshua chapter 5, that God told Joshua that, can you make very sharp knife and circumcise the people? When he circumcised them, then God spoke to Joshua and said, today, I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt. That means for 40 years, though they were no more in Egypt, but they still carried the reproach of Egypt. 
That which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination to God. God's kingdom is different from man's kingdom. Uh, he has his own way. Africans love. By the time we get into this, there are people watching us. Uh, not those who follow us regularly, but some new people, they might be angry at some things, I would say, because it will threaten the position they are taking. There are times there can be a decree against an enemy. I think I said one about first service. When Paul said to the man who was disturbing the gospel, he shall be blind for a season. But when we make it a culture and a practice regularly to pray that our enemies should die, that is the kingdom of this world. That is not the kingdom of our God. Because the kingdom of God says, if your enemy is hungry, <laughs> even the atoms of people are bouncing by what I'm saying now. You are used to, go, go, oh, oh, <laughs> Lord, deal with them. How many times I open Facebook and I say, it's common in Yoruba traditional churches. I love some of these pastors and I love them so much. Oh yeah, and they let's pray. Everybody thinking evil of me. God send evil to that everybody. Yeah, some of them have been victims of evil. <laughs> but see, the Bible said, do not repay. But I'm not even talking so much about any I'm talking about practices that we have adopted that is contrary to the philosophy of the kingdom. And there are two things I just want to dwell on today. Two philosophies, two things to know about the kingdom of God that's among many other things, they make them different from, or they make it different from other kingdoms. One of them is what I'm starting with now. Our attitude towards those who don't like us. But we are going to go deep into some things in a while. The kingdom of God. If you don't straighten your mentality when you come into the kingdom, you will not be able to walk in the fullness of the anointing. For instance, when Paul began to speak about the gift of the spirit, the next chapter in chapter 12, we spoke about this gift of the spirit. Chapter 13, he started talking about love. Pursue love. Because in the kingdom of God, love is power. What ends Romans? Romans 16, I think verse 20, the last verse. See, understand the ways of God. He made his way known to Moses. But his act to the children of Israel. If you don't know his way, you will not be able to produce his acts. But those who know his way will also produce his acts. So the children of Israel, when they left Egypt, they gave Moses problem because there was a problem. It was difficult to change their mentality from Egypt mentality to the mentality of God's precious people. And I will tell you about two or three things today. Now look at this. The God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. What is wrong with these statements? If you understand how words should flow, you should know there's a problem with this. The God of peace will bruise Satan under. No. What sounds logical is that the God of war will bruise Satan under you. In the kingdom of God, peace is more powerful than war. There are weapons that human beings have taught you that they are powerful. In the sight of God, they are nothing. So for instance now, when a mortal man wants to bruise the head of Satan, he calls for war. In our kingdom, when we want to bruise his head of Satan, we call for peace. <laughs> Some are still trying to get what I'm saying. <laughs> are you with me? Yes, 
The Bible says, a kill Og, the king of Bashan, for his mercy endures forever. He's supposed to be a killed Og, king of Bashan, for his anger. So when you say, Lord, have mercy, it can be a dangerous prayer. The whole of that chapter, all the people God destroyed, he destroyed them for his mercy, <laughs> endured forever. Are you getting what I'm saying now? <laughs> you see, when Samuel wanted to anoint Eliab before Samuel 16, God said, no, I have refused. He said, for God does not see as man sees. So what God is training us in the kingdom of God is that we begin to see as God sees because God does not see as man sees. The first thing you should know, if you are a child of God's kingdom, no mortal man is your enemy. It is Satan using men. And when you deal with a man, the spirit will leave the man and enter someone else. How many of you have thought that this boss was the problem? Then you change job. And a more terrible boss. Some people will fight everybody until they get into marriage. Where they can't run away. You always think people are against you. Now your husband is against you. Your wife is against you. And now where are you going to? The one that is against you is also the owner of your bed. I get what I'm saying. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The kingdom. Now, these are different things about God's kingdom. In other words, no matter what is around you, the way to victory is first of all peace. When the devil shows up and there's no agitation, you will bruise his head. When he shows up and you go into warfare, you might not win. I don't know whether somebody gets what I'm saying. I am not saying that we don't find a place of prayer, but first of all, we reign and dominate from the position of peace. And that is contrary to all the kingdoms of this world. We are going to begin to look at the kingdom of God, maybe probably next week, but I just want to take two things from the kingdom. And in a while, but I'm trying to let you know that the kingdom of God is totally different. One is light, one is darkness. When you come into God's kingdom, you must begin to let the word of God train you on how we function here. All other kingdoms, Jesus began to say that among them, those who rule over are considered as the greatest. He said it shall not be so among you because in the kingdom, when you wash their leg, it is the one that serves. Ah, as I look around, even among families, sir, people find it difficult to say sorry, even between husband and wife. In the world, you think the one that they say sorry to, you feel big when everybody's begging you. In the kingdom of God, you are truly big if you are the first to say sorry. Husband and wife, in the morning, you are carrying face for yourself. Waiting for somebody to say sorry first. And in some cases, even some that you don't have children here or you are just, just, you are just getting married, only the two of you and plus your ego. That's the third guy living with you. The third guy. Only the two of you. There's nobody here to watch winner or loser. I can't even understand if people are watching and you feel like they will feel like you are cheap. There's nobody watching and you are carrying face you are a man. You are hungry. You are boning. No matter what she's cooking, you are looking. Even though... <laughs> you know, when I see people do all these things, all because you don't want to appear to be the one. And women know how to do that. She's adding all those things to the food. And you are watching the... Yeah, the smell is killing you inside. The aroma. Uh, like, because you don't want to say sorry. 
And the women on the other hand, you, you, if you don't say sorry to your husband, who do you say sorry to? In the kingdom of God, the humble one is the greatest. The one that is, no, they should come and say sorry to me. Over there, they just rate you as somebody low. Now, people can say I agree with this, but the only one I want to show you today is kind of radical. It's a little funny. That's what I'm about. I'm just giving some preambles here. The kingdom of God. Now, the Bible says there is one that scattered, yet it increases. That's again another one. In all the kingdoms, we grow by hoarding. In God's kingdom, we grow by scattering. The Bible says that the more you give, the richer you become. The mentality of this world says that the more you keep, you keep, you can everything and sit on top of the can. So, get all you can, can all you get, and sit on the can. That is, the, that is why we are nations where people, after stealing billions, they are still stealing. You see, it's a demonic disease. It's a disease. When a man is 75, he has stolen hundreds of billions and he's still stealing more. He's already at the gateway, gate of debts. Now, he has money stacking houses that he doesn't know what to do with. And he will still go out and carry another 200 billion. Do you think that is normal? That's not normal. He has enough money to fix all the potholes in his village. He himself is driving into pothole. And he has money that rat is beginning to hit. That's not normal. That's demonic. That's why some of us don't hate them. It is disease. Disease. And usually that's what kills them. It's disease. When Rockefeller was very sick, they told him to give up part. He gave back and a terminal disease disappeared, became well. So the part to them recovery is to begin to do charity. When Nebuchadnezzar saw judgment against him, Daniel to said, King, when he said you are going to become an animal, then Daniel to says, Let me tell you something to do. He said, Break your wickedness by showing mercy. Take this thing, go and give. Go and, Josh, why you show mercy? There is something about when the act of people around you is blessing you. Human beings are not just people. Even those who don't know God. Because God created everybody. Everybody carries a vibe that they send into the spirit world. Sometimes, over there, they hear allegations against you or intercession for you. You better know. This is why it's important when people are about to leave the earth and you do them a favor and they bless you and die. People like that check their life. And they say when somebody is about to die, the last word is to pronounce a curse. You need divine energy. You need God to help you. These are moments. Yes. They caution women when the labor is at the highest level, things that they say. Because when you are in serious pain, you don't speak from your mind anymore. It can come from the depth of your soul and those things, they carry power. So there's a way you can actually annoy your wife. She can say a lot of things, cause you there and now nothing might happen. But one might get to a point where there is so bitterness that the person breaks down and he says that, but you that you did this to me. You will think it's an ordinary word. It doesn't make the person a witch. You will just discover that along the line. Except, of course, you turn to Christ. In him, all causes, they become blessed. Thank God for that. Are you getting what I'm saying? These are the ways of God's kingdom. God's kingdom. So, <laughs> we are told that we cannot count people's iniquity again. We have to forgive. We are told that we love those who don't love us. That's how to win. You will think that, Lord, if I keep loving people and they hate me, won't they kill me one day? <laughs> of course, 
Walking in love does not mean that you walk in carelessness. So somebody does not love you and you are in this kitchen chopping all the food. They might just say, what matters is that a good will towards people, a good, we might not even have to be close to them, but a good will from your heart. Your heart is not resenting or planning evil or wishing them evil so that when you hear something that's happened to them, you are happy. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You must get to a point where no matter who is promoted, it does not prick you. Adonai. You know, if I, I'll go to one. I have said this within my few years of. There was a guy, you know, so when they want to get offended, there's nothing you can do about it. Maybe he's watching me now. Because he was an Okada writer, but he could speak English for next, and then he was in the habit of writing a pisu. But you will not be able to make head or tail from the pisu. In those days, there was no WhatsApp message. He would send me SMS. He would be sending them in batches. And it could be up to 30. And when you look at it, you don't understand what to say. There's something I want to say. That thing, when I say it, it will be something you need to hear. When you hear it, it might be not be something you need to like. And it will go on like that. And at the end, it won't say anything. <laughs> what does say? What kind of fellow is this? Over and over again. And then, <laughs> okay. Pastor, I think we know the person I'm talking about. Because he once said, he once said I liked her. Nobody in the church despised him because he was a Canada and he was not really educated, but was trying to train himself English. But he was always going for top sisters in the church. And he would tell them that God said to him. And I would say, well, if God said, I don't dabble into what God has said, let God. So there was a lady who said that to him in church, apart from her. I don't know whether he told you. But he told me that God told him that I should marry you. <laughs> She's looking at me. So there was another sister in the church that, and you know, the sister, I think she was working in a, um, a multinational that time, top company. And she didn't despise him, but she told him politely, ah, come with Brazil, so that I know. That actually, there is somebody, even though I've not said yes to the person, but I think I'm going to say yes. She told me that she had to explain all that so that it would not feel like because I read abroad before I came to Nigeria, she's an Okada, that's why. All of them did that. But she still got angry because by the third sister, who was another person who went to do master abroad and came and said that that was the one God. I said, it's not same. This voice does not know its level. That's, uh, you know, but I didn't want to say anything. They kept hearing. And all of them told me that they politely one of them said the following we said that she was the first to go and greet him. Say, she, she, she said, Pastor, I just didn't want him to feel bad. She said, so I greeted him at the entrance of the church. That I shook him. I even gave him a side, but how, how are you? So I won't think that because, but you see, he just we just didn't see him again. I usually sent me a long epistle. You know, there's no love in this church. What I want to talk about is love. Love is what the Bible is. Love is what you guys are. <laughs> Now, there was a church just beside. So he started going to that church. So one day I saw him. And I greeted him very well. But I didn't even talk about the fact we haven't said, but I knew that he left. I greeted him. So it's like, it, it, it's not painting this guy that I left. So he came to me one day and told me that the church beside us, he said, this church beside you, where I'm going now, that I want to do a program 
but our, their venue was about half of our size. Now, but our pastor wants to use your venue, and that he was in charge of the program. <laughs> I said, no problem. I said, but I, I suppose the right thing is that your pastor should be the one to tell me that they want to use our venue. But it's so telling. When it actually happened to know your pastor, when he left, I picked my phone and I called the pastor. That one laughed. I said, Pastor, we are not having any problem. I didn't say anything. He just wanted me to feel that I am here. Feel bad. <laughs> I refuse to feel good. You know, that's why people get angry. Some of the people speak against churches of Shami that when they leave a church, they think that when they leave, everything will fall apart. It is only a pastor that is building his empire that when you leave, things will fall apart. If it's a, a church that truly honors Jesus and it's not that they did wickedness to you, God will continue to honor them. It is only God that is irreplaceable. Every other person, including myself, we are all... So if you... you I mean, we should think about that at all times. Amen. So after that, he saw me again one day and I still greeted him anywhere. And I said, brother, I'm not angry. You can go anywhere you want to go to. All Christians belong to Jesus. I'm not supposed to. We cannot hate. We cannot. It's important. Because love is a high, the highest realm. Actually, the highest realm in the spirit is the realm of life. And the pathway to that is love. It's higher than faith. Of course, first Corinthians 30 talks about that. Faith, hope, and love. He said the greatest is love. But I want to show you something today. Hallelujah. In the kingdom of God, God's attitude towards you not being productive is serious. How many of you, there are stories you have read in the Bible and they didn't really touch your heart. Have you read the story of the fig tree before? Mark 11. God through Jesus was showing his attitude towards unproductivity. It was coming. And there was a fig tree. And there were no... The Bible says it was not the season of the fig. And Jesus said, no man eat of thee again. But I want to show you more in Matthew 25. And I will end here. The parable of the talents. Matthew 25. When I was in school... One of my senior lecturers said that the reason why he stopped going to church was because of this statement. Because people don't understand the, Jesus. He said, I love Jesus. Why would Jesus say that kind of thing? Verse 29 was what annoyed the guy. He said, no. For everybody, are we together? Yes, One, two, go. Read this passage. Go. That man said that Professor Ungolese, he said the thing annoyed him. How can to him that has, do you know this is the direct opposite of the kingdom of this world. That was what Judas saw that got angry when the woman was pouring the oil on Jesus. To him, ah, ah. Jesus is already rich. Why point? Go and give this to the poor. Do you know till today people still say that? Once they drive past, they don't say that when they are in a beer parlor. But once they see a church with a cathedral, they remember the poor. They are Judas's disciples. Judas is dead now. Judas is kind of, but he still has a lot of disciples on that. When a young boy that is 19 does music and his record is all over and he buys a jet, they applaud him. 
When the church builds a building, they say, what are they doing with building? They should remember the poor. As if doing something means we don't take care of the poor. If God gives me 50 billion naira, even if I give 25 billion to the poor, whatever I build with 25 billion will still intimidate you. And I don't need to start announcing to you that I just gave half of my money to the poor. You that you are talking, how much have you given to the poor? But see, Judas started it and the disciples are still doing the same thing. He looked at the oil. He called it a waste and they were wasting it on Jesus. A child by saying somebody thinks it's a waste. It's the mental. Now, thank God I'm not sharing my philosophy. I'm sharing the Bible with you. That somebody said so. Now, somebody got angry with that statement. How can to him that has more? Ah, you know, there are things in the Bible that you will not know that they are there. Jesus' first sermon was a disaster. After the Holy Ghost came down on him and he went to the way down there, fighting for 40 days after he came out, the first message he preached, they stoned him. What did he say that got them angry? Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4. He said, There were many widows. But to none of them was Elisha sent. He said to the widow of Zarephath, and they took stone. You know what Jesus was saying? That there were many poor people in those days. Only one gave her entire food to Elijah. The rest did not do that, so they did not get the blessing. And it annoyed people. And when you talk like that, it's still annoying people right now. One day, please, understand what I'm about to say. Forever as a church here, you have been there for a while. You have seen, or maybe we'll do that again next year. We do from medical. When we do medical, we spend millions for people that we are not even treated necessarily can join our church. Those who come from America outreach are illiterate. They can't attend the church where there's no interpreter. We send them to other churches. So it's not about we cannot. Jesus said when it comes to charity, your left must not announce what your right hand is doing. Even as we stand here now in the church now, if I ask people that church has given money to last two months to stand up, it will shock you and how many school fees we are paying. So I'm not talking because but I am saying something to help saints. See it as a help that what Jesus said in this statement that to him that has in the kingdom of God, it is forbidden for you to think you have nothing. Because if you look at that statement very well, the Bible said, to him that does not have, even what he has will be taken away. That's what they call a paradoxical statement. You cannot say he does not have. Then you say what he has will be taken away. That means he has something, but he believes he has nothing. So that something disappears. Is that not what is happening to even African nations? With resources underground, better weather. But we are the ones going to the national community to beg for money. We have been begging and we are still begging till now. I was told that Ghanaian economy also is in Shambu. They were celebrating some years ago. They messed up everything. South Africa is draw, draw, coming back to what it used to be. What is wrong? Because Africa, why not the white coming to beg us for money? We just believe. Ah, Aaron, Milowo, that mentality you want when you announce projects in some churches some people will just be thinking oh, they want to build with 4 billion with 10 billion and me I just need 50 <laughs> but you are forgotten that other people like yourself who are contributing I told people around me something I said if somebody says they are doing wedding and they are your friend you might not be able to give them 300,000 I said even if it's 5,000 Always be part of something. Oh, at the level I am now, by God's grace, I might not buy your suit. Can I buy you a tie? 
as a groom. You are my friend, you are getting married. Tie is a level key or two. I can buy you a tie. Don't, don't let your response be, let those who have money help him. I don't have money. The Bible has never criticized the amount you have. Even the widows might call the attention of Jesus. What the Bible does not wait for you to count yourself that I have nothing. Yeah, that is the attitude of many people. I was in a, a camp. I won't mention which church. I was praying some years back. When I'm praying, I don't even like talking to anybody. That was day five. I had not eaten for five days. I was praying. And I just got tired of it because temptation of food was on. So I left the room where I was saying. So I went to the auditorium of that camp and sat down there. And I saw some women and their children. They were cooking in apparently very poor. They lived there. You know, I just brought 10,000 naira from my pocket and gave the woman. And I see God wanted me to see what will happen. So I waited the evening and they had a program. She tied it in a wrapper. She refused to give an offering and gave nothing. In the morning, she never expected 10,000. God was trying to show that, see, it's not when people say, honestly speaking, when a pastor goes too far about what I'm saying now, people will hate you and criticize you. That's, and you see, they say there are churches, there are pastors, they are collecting money from people. All, but the only thing they cannot say is this. Those who say among them that they are Christian, when you ask them, do you think the word of God is correct? They will say, hey, that one. Is it in the Bible that every seed produces an harvest? Did God really promise that when we give, he will bless us? Was he lying when he said so? They will say, then they will keep quiet. But they know it's true. But you see, why are people counting themselves out by saying that I don't have anything? The Bible didn't say you should give what you don't have. So even if you have 7K, why don't you just give 500? Why are you saying that? The moment they start talking about money, whether in the family or anywhere, you just shut yourself out. Emma be no, I don't have that amount of but you know, don't even use the word I don't have. You know what? Um, you said you need 1 million. I can only give you 6,000. Let me give you this 1,000 and pray that by the grace of God, anytime I give something to people, a blessing follows. Somebody else will also give you 60,000. Somebody will give 40,000. It should be 100. Take this 6K. But don't look at yourself and count yourself out. Ah, I don't know. I don't have. If you are listening to me and you any project in any church or in any family, whatever you are, according to the level you are, do something. What you should never do is to call yourself the one that has nothing. I discovered that, and I went, why people even copy so-called celebrity? When you start copying the, anybody in life, you'll forsake your originality. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. All singers, when they were young, including gospel and secular, they listened to people singing ahead of them. You are going to become a rising star or a super when you are able to take a song and insert your originality into that song. There is a reason why you grew up where you grew up. It's an advantage later. It's not a problem. Now, you see Moses Bliss type of music. If he didn't sing in that way, all of us will not know him. If Moses Bliss appeared like Pastor Nathaniel, and it's a kind of straight worship, you know, miracle, you know, the third, Pastor Nathaniel doesn't sing like that. When he came with that is flair, there's nobody in life that God has not given your own color to. 
You do what others do, but you tilt it into what your own originality is, then everybody gets into it. It is true. What I just told now, even some people doing skit on, they understand that even among skit and what you see, you will see people's personality. Some people dramatize, some people talk too much. It depends on what. And one of the things that God will have, but the beginning of recognizing what you have is to recognize that you have something at all. So where I'm actually going is that the kingdom of God frowns seriously at anybody despising anything. It is forbidding our kingdom for you to de despise. They were Jesus was preaching, they were hungry. The disciples had seen the boy before Jesus spoke to them. Because when he asked them that anybody with food, they said there is a boy with five loaves. And you know what they said? They said, what is that among so many? That's where people, are, and Jesus said, let me show you what is that among so many. Many times when people perform before that people, you hide who you are, you believe that there's, and then you are yourself, hey, the names you are applauding today, it might just be you tomorrow. Never despise anything that God has given you. You know what? Down to family. I will never forget. One of the stories that, of course, I don't want to mention the name also, that I told us, one person that you know very well, very popular, so many people don't like, people, but a very wonderful man, that he said that when he was in the school, and that's actually Pastor Bakari, this is a positive one, so I can mention, that he said that they were marching on their graduation, and the mom just came. I was watching one when they told the story. Hope I'm getting it accurately this time, and because I've said one point that was not fully accurate. <laughs> And she was carrying drinks on her head. And, and he was very popular in school. So now imagine that your mom not coming in that state. And they said, part of it felt like, do I see you are not looking at her? And they said, that was when they were matching. You know, all the graduates were there and everybody. He removed this girl, removed the cap, ran to the mother, prostrated, collected the crate from her and put it on his head. You see, when people do that kind of thing, do you know what they will say about you in heaven? There are people listening to me now. You even despise your family. Things might have happened in the family. Now you are wishing that you were born in another family. That means you are saying that God actually made the mistake putting you in this family. You despise. You know how many women despise their husband? You look at a guy out there. Maybe he's a pastor preaching. He has revelation. <laughs> Your husband does not have revelation. It's just television he watches. <laughs> you, 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 you don't like the way he talks. Because all other guys you see in church, they dress very well like Bracky. But you see, you don't know what we do at home. You despise your wife. The finer ladies are ladies around you. When you come to church, you look at them. Uh -huh, these, are, these are women. I women should be and you know. You don't even want to work with her. Say, <laughs> my Lord, I'll meet you there. Go, you know, any function, you and your wife. Once you come down from the car, you pause, go, go. <laughs> because they don't want you to, you don't want them to see you together. Because you think she's not fine. And the more you think like that, the more she doesn't become fine. Our kingdom forbids. That's why deliberately Jesus went to the manger to the born there. He's making a statement that there's nothing that we can call an insignificant thing as far as the kingdom of God is concerned. 
that when, so when God was going to talk eventually about the kingdom, he says like a grain of a monster seed. The most insignificant seed. God is saying something that as far as this kingdom is concerned, don't look down anything. For something you think is small will become the biggest. Don't look down anything. Are you with me? Is somebody with me? Is someone blessed this morning? So in the house, what do you have that you are looking down? Let's rise. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. There are parents who don't have much relationship with their children again. When those kids were young, the one that was fumbling in school, you caught him up, you said bad words to him. Now he's starting. The man is seven something. The son is starting something now. It's now the richest. And the father, you know, he cannot. Discipline must be in the family. But don't cross a boundary. And look down and say nothing good. Do your part. Even if the person does not respond as he should. Yes, you are not supposed to raise certain things. But make the person know that I still love you. Even though I won't condone this thing. Because at the end of the person will know whatever he is. That no, my father has principles. And he didn't break it. But he loved me. But he held on to his principle. Despising things. Despising things. Hallelujah. When they mention that there is a project, can you let your heart rise? Just believe that, Lord, I'm going to be one of the people you were used to do this. When your friend is doing something, even I see people, you are in a relationship. The fact that you are not working does not mean you should go to the lady's house empty and dead. Men and brethren, even if you can just buy apple on the way. I, I know that everybody can understand what I'm saying. I am speaking against a mentality that says they should not drive anything now. They should not drive anything now. Those who talk like that have watched their life. It's not the right way to go. Yes. I know somebody that has like four elderly, elderly ones who are very rich. He stopped giving to his mom because of the four of them. The man will come and say, ah, but uh, the, 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 this one gave you money now. Does that stop you? You might not have as much as they do, but don't do that. Don't say that, oh no, they let them talk to you. When you do, the words of Jesus will come to pass. Since you said they have, more will be given to them. As you say you don't have, even what to, after you just you don't even have money at all again. Yes. You don't want to hear the word bore, not talk of budget. Once in your anger erupts, I should know. I let them, let them, let them, let them. Who are the them? Let them, let them do it. Let them take, let them do it. Never despise. Don't despise where you live. You can make it look beautiful. It might be the reason why somebody will now come and give you a better place. Ah, I will not forget. I have met people and I've been blessed by things. This same man that I shared his story that about is even located now. His car lot is not too far from me. That I, I told them story in seconds how somebody nearly took it away from him and how God helped him. I remember one day, an elderly man, he told me, he said, whatever you do, young man, he said, you're a pastor. He called me one day. He said, do it very well. If I, some sound days ago, he came to church, he said, do it very well. I met him like six years ago. He said, let me tell you something. He said, my first house, that the landlord didn't plan to sell it. Say, landlord was living abroad. He said, I so much work on that house. Say, I created a garden, planted flower, made it look. Said, the man came and he looked at the house. He told me that, you know what? This is my investment in Nigeria. 
said, but you've done my house like that. There's something about it. He said, I have other houses. He said, but you know what? I'm going to, he said, this one, do you want to buy it? And he said, he said, yes. He said, I've been praying that God should give, give me a property. But he said, like many people, the problem was to have a money in a lump sum. You know, that's the problem in Nigeria. Other country, you start working, you can go and take a car. Once you are credit card and they can, they have where they can charge, they take a car and then you are paying instrumentally. I follow my friend where I went to preach. He just took his car like this, drove into a, a factory, gave them, and drove out a new model. They just signed one or two things, and <laughs> I said, <laughs> you know, he said, he said, it's just like that, you know. I said, no, in a home, it's not just like that. <laughs> you come with your money. So a lot of people listening to me and all over Nigeria can live very, you can live better than you are now, but the problem is that all the things you want, they want to collect the money. <laughs> you know that in those countries, they still pay every month. That's how they pay rent, every month. Hope you know. You pay months, we can just pay two months, and pay, pay per month. If they say we should start paying per month, now all of a sudden, we will hardly have any graduate that is homeless in Nigeria. Even some of what you would go and look for, if I start living in a seven-bedroom duplex. Because the challenge is that whenever you are ready, what they call the price... But imagine they say you can pay for a car up to like 15 years. And I in between, I come and change the car. Tomorrow, many of you will leave service and just go to a car lawyer. <laughs> Take this jalopy, give me this one. Straight away. So, but there's, so the same thing, the man said, I've been trying to buy. And banks will not give you money if you don't do some. I'm sorry, Pastor, is a banker. My wife is a banker. And all other bankers there, forgive me. But there are many pastors, many pastors that are bankers, but I'm telling them the truth. I told my wife one day, why should I support your bank? You've never borrowed me one era before. Even though I've never borrowed money. I said, so, baby, you, I, I mean, I said that, I told her, I just told her one day. Because she was doing Zoom meeting. That was during lockdown. They are now Zoom meeting. I said, I tell your bank, they should pay for rent. My house is not your office. After all, we've not been. <laughs> I was just joking anyway. <laughs> I think one day the MD, when I said I will, I will talk, I said I will disrupt your, your Zoom. Now I will talk to your MD. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, come. <laughs> she said, don't kill me. <laughs> Are you with me? So I'm telling you, it's, the man saw it and he told him that pay anyhow. That was how he got his first house. You know, somebody else will say, it's not my house. Why should I take care of it? When they give you something, how do you handle it? Yes. The sole administrator of the people that own this, this is a government stuff. The sole administrator, of course, not government, directly, business arm of a particular unit. The sole administrator came from Abuja. He's a Muslim. He asked me to move him around. He said, wow. He said, I've not been here years. So this is how you have turned our warehouse to. He turned to the son in charge, the lawyer, the barrister. He said, remove one million from what they pay annually, a Muslim. He said, this is what you have done here. And I thanked him. Even though I wanted to say, I said, why don't you make it five million? You remove it. <laughs> you know, some of you wonder when I say something. If Jesus should tell me like blind Betty, what can I do for you? I will ask for one minute. Go and get a Bible and paper. I will write what my grandchildren will benefit from. Since I know I'm standing before the Alpha and Omega, 
Ah, no, I won't be. I won't rush my request. Lord, number, it will be 21. The first seven for myself. Next seven for my family. Last seven for my grandchildren. Say, Lord, hear my request. I worship you. <laughs> and the guy just said that I might receive my sight. Ah, no. Lord, I want my sight. I want miracle power like yours. Any blind man I see. Then, Lord, you can do miracle and be poor. I want... <laughs> <laughs> then I will say, Lord, <laughs> the dinner was wonderful yesterday. He heard what the sister said. The MC said that which Bible character say back that you don't want to be like. Our answers were funny. People they sure they know Bible. Names that will not cross your mind. Somebody said that Nabot. He said, because God later joined the king that killed him, but after his death. He says, so he died first. He says, I don't want to die before God will fight for me. <laughs> Which is true. Ahab killed Naboth. When he killed Naboth, God sent Elijah to tell Ahab that as you have killed this guy, judgment. No, I don't want to die before judgment. Lord, let the judgment be that as they are coming. <laughs> Somebody said, I don't want to be Mary. He said, because I don't have energy for explanation. Especially <laughs> in these days of internet, because you are going to, you, you will explain tired. Every morning, 450 WhatsApp message. Madam, is it? Even CNN come and interview that. Which one, you go pregnant, now, TVC everywhere. So you'll be explaining every day yourself. And I said, that's true. Amen. <laughs> Somebody said Lazarus. That was a righteous man, but he died for. You know, even in heaven, they are saying one around. The rich man said to Abraham, send Lazarus. He was still seeing him as the poor boy he saw on earth. Why did the rich man say, Father Abraham, come. His mouth no take him. Because Abraham was a big man on earth, 318 servants. So when the guy saw him in heaven, there was respect. But he looked at <laughs> Lazarus. Come here. He said, look at the other. He said, he said, you should bring water. And insults. Last one would have been like, ah, to poor, no problem. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless you today. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.